Public service announcement. Listeners, if you are uh, seeing what's going on in the rest of the world and uh, considering the possibility of buying a gun and owning a firearm for your first time in your life, uh, we highly recommend that uh, you go with probably a nine millimeter just because it's the easiest rounds to come across. And two, uh, make sure that you learn proper gun safety, uh, how to clean your gun and uh, definitely hit up a firing range. If you can take some safety courses. Very much encouraged. Uh, the, the the biggest thing uh, I think out of that is uh, at least learn, uh, you know, if, if you can't take those because of social distancing and stuff like that, okay. But at least learn what uh, proper uh, trigger, discipline. trigger discipline. If you understand yeah. what tr- trigger discipline is, you you make sure that your, your finger is not on the trigger unless you were absolutely going to use that weapon. Yeah. Unless you're absolutely going to have to fire the weapon, you keep your finger off the trigger because you, you don't want to harm someone near you or around you just because you suddenly slip or anything like that. Just keep that in mind. Uh, you, you don't want to end up having one of those instances that have happened in some of the other cities where they've had uh, militias showed up or show up and uh, they've accidentally shot themselves in the foot or people around them. Keep the barrel pointed up or down, or down. Yeah. Uh, depending on your, your, your environment until you're actually ready to aim at something. Mm-hmm. You're not flagging people for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Overall listeners for some, for a lot of the safety stuff, you could actually look up on YouTube. There's a, there's plenty of oh, yeah. uh, YouTube videos about, about proper gun safety. So uh, just, you know, we're just putting that out there. We're not discouraging you from owning a gun. We're, we're, if anything, we actually promote it because we're all gun owners. Welcome to the Geek Out Heroes. This is Vargo. And Miles. And uh, to not talk about the crazy things that are happening in the world and just talk about the things that we want to talk about, the things that we'd rather talk about. I realize that there are a lot of things going on in the world, listeners, but in reality, we try to we mostly try to stay away from having to talk about that on the podcast. And if you guys want to hear our opinions about it, maybe someday we'll do a, a venting podcast that has nothing to do with our regular show. And we can all just talk about the things that are happening in the world and give our opinions about it. But, uh, for the most part, we'd rather just talk about gaming and geeks and, and comics and stuff like that. So that's what we're going to go into. And to start us off, I'm going to talk about Anderson's, Anderson's discussion about uh, the Avengers. So since it's fresh <laughs> in our minds, yeah. Uh, Anderson, dude, I wish you were here, man. And I know you're going to listen to the podcast because you're, you're one of our, our handful of listeners. Funnily enough, people on our own podcast mostly don't listen to our podcast, which is funny. I have two listeners, <laughs> so uh, I don't get a choice, but Anderson, if you were here right now, I, my first question, what the fuck were you talking about that? This is like God of war. <laughs> like dude no it's the, the 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 closest thing to it is maybe her maybe the move set for combos it's, it's for, over uh, the shoulder <laughs> for miss Mar- yeah for miss marvel uh, that it's over the shoulder and that she has a move set that kind of does the the blades of chaos slash slash and then over the top you know slamming the hands down yeah that part is literally his- stolen go ahead yeah and you have thor with his uh hammer throw and retrieval yeah, uh, that's that's uh, that that, that one's spotty and it's very loose. It's not even not I wouldn't even put it consider it close to God of War. 
uh, standards. It's slow. It's clunky. Um, but like uh, Miss Marvel's move set, like part of her combo move set is directly stolen from God of War. Absolutely. I, I'll, I'll give him that. But it's not smooth at all. The combat is clunky. It doesn't move very well. Listeners, if you're wondering like where we're getting this from, we're actually going, we're actually playing the beta. We've played the beta uh, that was available. It's free if you want to play it. And uh, by the time this posts, it was already, it's already probably going to be gone. But if you've played it, then you probably are under, you probably understand a little bit where I'm coming from of, I have no problems with the story. A lot of people were like, oh man, the story is going to be garbage and stuff like that. Even I thought the story was going to be kind of wonky when they first showed off. Actually, the story is kind of intriguing. Uh, even though you can totally see where things are going and it's completely predictable. Oh yeah. It's still interesting. Uh, and it would still make for a fun, it would, it would make for a fun, like little mini series or cartoon, uh, overall. But the, the gameplay is just not there. And the saddest part for me was that the game, the only place the gameplay is actually decent is with Miss Marvel with the other characters from the Avengers. It's terrible in my opinion, uh, Thor, uh, you, at some point, somebody has got to going to have to explain to me how regular people can harm Thor or the Hulk, especially the Hulk. Um, listeners in the, in, in the game, the incredible Hulk, it's almost like they've never read a comic book from the creators of this. Like they watched a couple of the movies, but they completely neglected to remember the Hulk's abilities. Like, the fact that he can move super fast, the fact that he can jump exceedingly high, the fact that the stronger he gets with the angrier he gets means that he also can, you know, he also takes less damage when he's, when he's raging out. So, and in this, it, that doesn't really translate like the, he, he becomes, he becomes enraged and heals himself in the game, but at the same time, it doesn't make him stronger and it still takes three hits, three hits listeners to knock down a human being as the Hulk. Yeah. Three hits. Are you kidding me? Like it made more sense. So like, let's, let's, let's do a comparison. So if you go back and play Spider-Man, Marvel Spider-Man on the PlayStation was a brilliant game and it is fantastic to play. Still love it. The move sets and everything about it feels like you're Spider-Man. You feel like you're playing as Spider-Man. Yeah. And when people say, well, it takes more hits to, to beat guys in that it doesn't, it doesn't at the same time, you have to keep in mind that, that the whole purpose for Spider-Man is he doesn't like to kill people. Yeah. So he, he holds back a lot of what he does. And they even, he, he makes, uh, he makes a similar kind of statement in, in the game at one point, like kind of say, kind of saying like there are times where he kind of doesn't really, he wishes he doesn't hold back. And they make statements like that even in the cart- or cartoons, comic books, and stuff like that, where the fact is like Spider-Man could literally kill somebody with one punch, but he he doesn't want to kill them. He just wants to incapacitate them, wants to knock them out. So yeah. that's why you end up with these with these awesome fight mechanics in that game, and it totally comes across that way. Everything feels like it has movement, has you know momentum to it. You have force behind it. Whereas in the Avengers game, nothing. It, you said it the best way, Miles. It feels like you're fighting with pillows. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, that I felt that way when they first unveiled it. It just yeah. didn't look like there was any impact in the combat whatsoever. And I will say that, uh, you know, comparing that to the hands-on gameplay that we have now, 
it is a lot more impactful and better looking than it was in the in the uh, the unveiling, but it's still really subdued. <laughs> the the thing is, you you call it the unveiling. It's not really the unveiling. It's the leak. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> the, the leak that came from yeah, the leak that came from E three that even you know, amazing Lucas got trashed on for for showing off on his uh, his channel on YouTube, mm. and uh, you know it it was probably in in reality, listeners. It was for the best that that was shown off because had that gameplay continued to look like that even now, it would look even worse today. Yeah. The way that the Avengers look, everything like that. They've done a lot of things to improve the way that the Avengers look. And I I will say that the improvements visually have definitely come across. I will say that if you play the beginning of the game and uh, the Avengers and uh, like the thing I'm kind of worried about is I've already talked about this with Miles is that. The beginning of the game, you start out with the tutorial mission, stuff like that. That's where all the bad shit goes down. And then the game, the beta jumps to where Miss Marvel and uh, Bruce Banner are already acquainted. And my first thought process during that scene was, okay, is this going to be the way the actual game goes? Is it, are they just going to skip over entire story and plot for this section to get to this right away? And I'm worried that that's actually going to happen, listeners. And the reason why I say that is because we've seen that so many times in other games where they show off in a beta or a demo where it just jumps ahead. You get no explanation. You get no uh, interweaving story plot or like story moments that kind of blend things together and get characters to the point where, oh, this is where they should meet. And hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully the beta ends up, hopefully the actual game itself for the player, for the, for the people who actually do buy this and are looking forward to playing it, that it does give you more story and more uh, expansive buildup to how these characters end up meeting and what ends up happening. Because uh, I, and I got to think I got to have a little bit of uh, hope. I should say I got to be a little bit more hopeful on the fact that hopefully they do that because there's this moment in the the beta where, you know, a character brings up to Bruce of, you know, since their last meeting and what happened with her and the Hulk, uh, she didn't know how, how they would be able to converse to, you know, whether or not they would be able to converse together again. And uh, my first thought was like, okay, what's going on there? So hopefully that, that nugget is in there earlier. Like hopefully what we're getting to in the beta is just jumping ahead so far so that we can get into more gameplay and co-op. And maybe that's what they're doing. Uh, which, which would make sense. I mean, it would make more sense in a beta like this to try and get people to a point where you can actually do co-op. Now the downside is, is that listeners currently the (laughs) co-op is not working between friends. Like you can have randoms join you, but you can't, we can't figure out a way to invite one another because it's not working. Uh, even even the so, matchmaking is supposedly not working properly. So yeah. Even randoms uh, not not really syncing up properly. Yeah. So, so we didn't get to play uh, together, <laughs> which was immediately uh, a problem. Yeah. And uh, so, listeners, in case you're wondering where we got in the beta, I got up to uh, the first uh, mission in the uh, is it Siberia? Is that where it's at? Yeah. Something tundra, snowy tundra, tundra. The tundra, 
Yeah. <laughs> it's a mission, the, the snowy mission. Uh, and I decided, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to try and give the Hulk a little, cause Anderson kept talking about how the Hulk was, was doing. And originally we were going to play with, you know, miles and I were going to play with each other. He was going to be Miss Marvel and I was going to be the Hulk. And I figured, you know what, uh, since I was going to be the Hulk anyways, I'm going to try it and, and try and give Anderson a little more, uh, benefit of the doubt because he enjoy he said he enjoyed playing as the Hulk so much. So I tried out the Hulk and the Hulk is very clunky and the move sets kind of suck. Uh, on top of that, the visual model for the Hulk bugs me. And I think it has to do, and I'm hoping this has to do more with the story because his right side, the, the right side of his body is more musculature, like more muscular than the left side. It, and, and you can tell in his back listeners, if you're wondering what I'm talking about, uh, take a second look and you're playing and, and you've played it. Or if you've seen videos of it, you could pull up videos of it. Take a look at the back of the Hulk from after the, the, after the tutorial. And you can see his spine is oddly curved on his back and the right side of his body is more developed than his left. And I, and I think it has to do with the fact that abomination brings up the fact that something's wrong with the Hulk. He's sick. Hopefully those things kind of, coincide and, and everything can kind of be uh, brought together in, in the story. So I, I'll be interested to hear more about that uh, when other people play it or when the, uh, the actual game comes out that kind of bugged me the entire time. Miles kept hearing me talk about, it. I'm like, man, there's something off. Like it just immediately my mind was just like, yeah, immediately my mind was just like, something's malformed, like malformed about him. He just kind of looks awkward because of this. So, I mean, I guess you could turn around and use that as an excuse of why he's not as powerful as he normally is. As powerful? Would be. But, but he wasn't as powerful you, at the beginning. <laughs> but that's the thing. You need to be able to be like, you know, you, you have to roll it into the story if you're going to explain it. And listeners, we get it. There's, it's hard to make a game where you have characters as powerful as that. Um, that's yeah. the reason why there hasn't really truly been a good Superman game. There hasn't been a truly, really good Hulk game. You know, it's it's really hard to convey that kind of power and strength and invulnerability without yeah. it being just a one sided. You know, yeah, that's why games like Spider-Man and Batman work out so well is because Spider-Man on Spider-Man, Spider-Man's side, he doesn't try to kill people. And on Batman's side, one, he doesn't try to kill people. And two, he's a human. Although so he's, in the Spider-Man game, I definitely killed some people. <laughs> oh yeah, there's definitely times where I, that guy was. There's no way those people are alive. But yeah, there's limitations, you know, for Batman games and for Spider-Man. You know, they're not incredibly, you know, ridiculously powered, you know, heroes that you know basically can shrug off anything and just annihilate people at the drop of a hat. Yeah, and the so. One of the other things, listeners, is that Loach actually got to play this, and he was talking about about it with me last night. And it's harder to to fight trash mobs in this game, first of all. But when he was fighting against uh, Abomination, it sounded like he was having a difficult time. He's like, "Okay, you know, fucking Christ, like this is difficult." And I went and I went into that fight thinking it was gonna be gonna be you know super technical, really hard, based off the arena it puts you in. And the fight against Abomination was a cakewalk. Yeah. It was, the it was really fast and it was really easy. And I had more difficulty fighting trash mobs as the Hulk. I got one shot at as the Hulk fighting yeah. trash mobs. <laughs> yeah. That listeners, that doesn't make sense. Does it? That when you hear things like that, like you, you, you got one shot at as the Hulk. In my case, I had 
just an overwhelming amount of uh, guys around me and the Hulk just couldn't couldn't push him back. They were all wearing they, they were all using shields. It was the first time I went up against the shield fuckers. Yeah, these regular enemies are ludicrously hard compared to a boss. That doesn't make sense when your your regular enemies can beat you. They, they orchestrate it that they want you to use the uh, the power attack, the triangle attack uh, on just about everything to disrupt shields, you know, juggle yep. enemies, et cetera, et cetera. But that kind of yeah. makes the, the square attack, your basic attack, almost useless, almost pointless. Yeah, uh, almost completely worthless. the triangle attack, especially for the Hulk, takes a minute. And when oh, his, God, it takes when so his, fucking long for him to wind up. Oh, yeah. When his strikes can be easily interrupted and in yep. my opinion, even more easily interrupted than uh, Ms. Marvel, uh, mm-hmm. it's really fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, uh, his his wind up can be completely interrupted just with one fucking hit like they could slap you and you would stop. Um, Random and then you have enemies. Then you have enemies who are doing essentially their power up uh, hit. And you can't stop them for anything. It doesn't. You can't stagger them or anything like that. It is infuriating which, to sit there and yeah. go, how does that make sense? Which, you know, goes back to the kind of being an impactless uh, fight. You know, yeah, there's no absolutely. there's no stagger uh, for a lot of the enemies. There's still still some some stagger, but it's only allows it during certain points or during certain moves. And it's not in your your. Uh, standard combat. Yeah, you have to do it. You have to do it at a specific point and you have to make sure that what you're doing is a power move to cause them to stagger in the first place. Yeah. And once that happens, okay, yeah, now you can, now you can unleash on them. And I can see partially where, where, where Anderson gets the thing of, yeah, well, that's where we're partially where it's like God of war, but it's still not because God of war, if something's about to do a, a heavy attack on you in God of war, for the most part, unless it's a boss fight, if it's a trash mob, you can interrupt them at any point yeah. and you can stop that. You can cause you can cause a move. You can do a move that will cause them to stagger and just to prevent it. Whereas this, it's completely the opposite. If it's a boss fight, you can you can stagger them. You can beat the shit out of them, even when they're about to do a red like a red blow. If you do a, a heavy enough attack, it'll stop them. Whereas on a trash mob enemy, if they're about to do even a yellow attack or a red attack, if you hit them, they'll just continue to do it. They'll just they'll just go through it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't do any damage to them from what you did. So I'm sitting there going, man, this is this is like the exact opposite of how things work in every other fighter, like every fighting game I've ever had. And it feels like, and I shouldn't say it's a, it's a square annex problem. It's a square square annex problem because this is being made by Crystal Dynamics, right? Or, yeah, correct. So Crystal Dynamics, uh, it's it's weird because it's almost like they've never played a fighting game. <laughs> and we know that's not true, but it's almost like they've never I, played a beat-em-up. Yeah, I don't so, remember this being an issue in the, uh, the, the Laura Croft of the Tomb Raider games that yeah. they made. So Like, if I hit something, I, they feel it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really strange. It's almost like we're not, ha- like, we don't have... Uh, anyone from that team working on it, which is quite possible listeners, very possible. In fact, uh, if the team has grown to the point where they're working on two different games and two different uh, franchises, that would make complete sense to me. Right. Since I don't know the internal dynamics of how uh, their development team works and, and how they're, they've split off talent and stuff like that. 
I have no idea. So I'm, I'm making the assumption that it's still the same team working on Tomb Raider. And that's probably not the case. It's probably a completely team. It's probably a completely different team. So the things that I want, the things that I want from this game are more along the lines of how beat up, like other beat up uh, games work where there's, you know, inertia, there's uh freaking, you know, just there's force, there's power in, in your hits, there's power in, in your movements and stuff like that. And while I understand the Hulk can't just, you know, pummel all the humans in, in one fucking punch. I don't see why not in that case, if you continue to, if you give the missions that have the Hulk harder enemies to fight, where he is basically the only one that can take them on the same goes for Thor and stuff like that. Then that splits up the dynamic of why you have to have more than just one hero with you at a time. That makes more sense as to why you have to have certain heroes in order to defeat other enemies. But we're not getting that in this. What we're getting in the Avengers is everybody kind of feels like they have the same amount of force, regardless of what they do, because it takes three three hits from the Hulk to beat something, as it will take three hits from you know Captain you know Captain America, or three hits from Thor, or three hits from from Iron Man, or even Black Widow. And you're sitting there telling me that all five of these people sit on the same wavelength as each other. Like these are the people that that are the Avengers and there's a reason why their talents are, are put together, but they all have the same amount of power when they're hitting somebody that makes zero sense. Yeah. On top of that, you have the Hulk's movements. Uh, he's slower in this game and I get it. It's supposed to be a different universe. So maybe the Hulk doesn't have all of his power abilities, but for the amount of powers that you do give him, it seems like his strength should be definitely up there with, with what you normally would. Well, even even if it were just on a move set uh, or a uh, similar power length as the Marvel movie, like the the Avengers in the movies, where he's not like, you know, I mean, he's clearly not as powerful as he is as he is in the comic books, but he still moves super fast. He still can jump like you know halfway over buildings at least. Like he has this amount of power to him. I mean, hell, the first time you see Bruce Banner or, you know, the first time you see Bruce Banner actually legitimately go into a fight with the Avengers in the first Avengers film, he hits that fucking flying creature with his one fucking fist, the one punch, and it knocks it on its fucking ass. This should tell you something when you're not getting that kind of force in this game. And it's just it's off putting for me. It's it's to the point where I'm just like, ah, you know what? This is definitely not for me. I'm not going to enjoy it because my not even just my brain's going to get behind it. It's one of those things of like, it just doesn't feel like I'm playing a beat up at this point. I'm playing a game that thinks it's a beat up, but is actually just a game that's made to, to be a cash grab. Yeah. It's like a <laughs> Marvel Avengers originally made for mobile turned into a console game. And you're like, ah, that doesn't work out. Those normally aren't very good when that happens. So, I mean, Loach, Loach was talking about it last night. And listeners, I will say Loach, overall, he kind of enjoyed, he, he sort of enjoyed his experience. When I say sort of, he didn't fully enjoy it. He made the statement to me last night that he would buy it if it were less, if it costs like 30 bucks. I would go so far as to say you'd have to make this game 20 to 15 for me to buy it. Yeah. Based off of my experience with the beta. And the thing that pissed me off in the beta the most was the fact that Miles and I were on the same mission. Miles was doing his and I was doing mine and it was the snowy tundra. 
and you're you're trying to cover this platform that's on there and prevent the enemy from getting towards it. Well, I had to leave the platform multiple times because most of the enemies have guns and they're just going to kill me if I just sit in the fucking center. Yeah, and Ms. Marvel's not a ranged character. <laughs> yeah, Ms. Really. Marvel's not a ranged character. Neither is the Hulk, and neither one of them are gonna gonna prevent these guys from killing you. So, and your your AI companion's fucking worthless. Almost, so I had to leave the platform yeah. multiple times. I had to leave the platform multiple times to take on these this trash mob. And I'm doing just fine. My health is fine. But the problem is, is it keeps it keeps uh, teleporting in more enemies, and the enemies keep teleporting on top of the platform. I'm supposed to keep to keep clear. And I can't get them off the platform fast enough to prevent the game, the mission from failing. So I ended up failing the mission. Normally, I'd say that's not a big deal. I'd just replay the mission, right? But the problem is, is that it didn't put me, it didn't put me in a position to just restart that mission from the point where that mission, where that part of the part of the mission began. It put me at the very beginning of that mission, which means it put me all the way across the fucking map from where I went. And that was when I, that was when Miles heard me go, fuck this. I'm done. I'm out. I can't do this. Like, fuck you. If you're going to put me at the very beginning of the fucking map, I'm out. That is ludicrous. That is a terrible checkpoint system. That means you have no fucking checkpoints. And I went, fuck this. I'm done. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to play this game if this is what's going to happen. And I'm out. So that was where I just called it quits. I just said, fuck this. I'm done. And Miles kept playing miles got through it he finished yeah, the I, mission i got dropped uh and but, so did my ai teammate but um their revive mechanic is you just stand next to the 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 teammate for a period of time until they get back yeah, up until they get back um, up instead so, I mean, of a that, hey that, you know like a, a gears of war get up system <laughs> yeah definitely definitely has some balance issues uh the, the mission itself, the mission's clearly meant to be uh, replayable over and over because I got done and it gave me a yeah. rating after I finished. And it gave me 80%. I got, I think, two or three stars on the, uh, you know, keeping them off the platform bit. And I got five yeah. stars on the rest. And so, like, I, I could see the argument of, oh, well, you know, you're going in, you're, you know, shit prepared because you're just grabbing stuff out of these chests. And, uh, you know, you're supposed to be able to come back later and then, you know, ace it essentially. Yeah. And I can, I can see that argument, but it still makes it for not a really good mechanic. You know? Yeah. It's, it's very much the same problem that all, and then listeners, all of them, even destiny have with a games as a service model of you give us these missions that are just designed to be replayed over and over and over again. And that's, what's supposed to keep us entertained is just trying to get better and better at this. Yeah. Mm. Now destiny's gotten better at that. I will say because they've, they've managed to use some of those old, like it's not great. I'll say that, but it's still better (laughs) on the fact that they still, they, they managed to use these old missions as a way of incentivizing you with new missions, like new uh, quests, guns, stuff like that of going on these old missions and completing them again to get new gear. Okay. That makes sense. It's not great. I still would rather have story, but that's neither here nor there. It's a games as a service. We're willing to say, okay, yeah, the, the main game that we've already played is over and this is just designed to keep us, you know, kind of entertained somewhat kind of keeping, keeping us coming back every now and then Bungie at least has accepted the point of, 
not everyone's going to play their game all the time. They're well aware of it. That's why they create uh, seasons. That's why they create events like the, you know, like the solstice, stuff like that to bring us in, have us play for a little bit, and then we'll leave and go do our own thing. They're aware of it. They know that, that everyone's going to have other games to play and they're okay with that. Whereas I think Marvel Avengers is going to run into the same problem that Anthem did of this is all we made and people are stopping playing it because people lose interest in it because we don't have anything else to it. We have gear drops that don't seem to do anything that don't seem to actually affect you in any way. Uh, We have feels very just shoehorned in it's very much the user interface for it is really buggy. Uh, you would highlight something in your, in your inventory that's not equipped and instead it'd be giving you the information for what's equipped. Uh, and I'm like, all right, well, if I hit dismantle, am I dismantling what's in my inventory or what I have equipped? Um, yeah, I'm getting rid of what I already have. Yeah. And most, most games don't usually let you (laughs) disassemble shit that you have equipped. Uh, that, 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 it's been kind of an accepted practice for a while now. Uh, but you still don't know. <laughs> yeah, you have no idea. So I'd have to um, like close it out or, or move the cursor around and try to get it re-highlighted. So, I mean, the user interface is visually, it's kind of buggy. Um, yeah. And it's not very smooth per se. It's faster than Destiny's <laughs> user interface. Yeah. Equipped gear has no <laughs> visual change to your character. Yeah. It doesn't do anything to try and give your character kind of some kind of unique uh, look to what its capabilities are. This is especially uh, evident on the Hulk, but I, even more so even with, uh, I, I think uh, even more so with Miss Marvel and the fact like you get these armbands, like that's one of her gear things. Well, she doesn't even have armbands on. Like it doesn't even show that on her. Yeah. She has a wristband on. Well, it doesn't change the way the wristband looks when she, she has that equipped. It's supposedly she has a vest on, even though it's just a T-shirt the entire time. That doesn't yeah. change. Uh, it gives you like a you, you get like a new uh, Miss Marvel emblem that you can pick up. Well, it doesn't change that either. These are the things that, that really Crystal Dynamics needs to go. Ah, We need to actually make this kind of more visually like representative of what you actually pick up. Yeah. Instead of just crap thrown in, because right now when it's crap thrown in, it's very much like Anthem. And that's yeah. not a good thing because Anthem, when we, we found out playing Anthem listeners that when you have these things, they don't mean anything. They don't do anything. Yeah. We're like, all right, well, that's great. Thanks. You know, thanks for the, thanks for the gear item that doesn't actually do anything. Thanks for the, the mod that actually doesn't bring up or that actually has no effect on my character and doesn't actually do anything for my character. It turns out that the only thing you're looking for is a power level score, which is exactly what I'm looking at in this game. When I'm playing, I have zero fucks about what the, the bonus perk is, what anything else that it says. The only thing I'm looking at is the power level because so far while I'm playing the Avengers game, the only thing I've noticed is that the only thing that gets affected is my abilities and how powerful they are based off of the power score. Right. And that's bad. Yeah. I mean, that personally, I think that's that's a really shitty way to do your game because Anthem did that and they learned very quick. Like, well, gamers learned very quickly. Wait, my my weapons don't mean anything. Yeah, I, I could have I could have this weapon and this weapon and they're exactly they're doing the exact same amount of damage. But the only thing that's actually changing right now is the number. But the the health decreases in or decreases on enemies at the same fucking rate. Well, that means I'm just doing the same amount of 
a same amount of damage regardless of what I'm using. The numbers, the numbers that are popping off of enemies don't mean anything because it doesn't actually mean that I'm doing more damage versus you know with one versus the other. And it turned out that the only thing that the power number actually you know changed in, in Anthem was your abilities effect. That was it. Yeah. It, it affected your abilities. Yeah, essentially turns into false progression for your character. And yeah. So it's it's a bad design as far as that goes. And you could sit there and say, well, you know, the game has potential. And it does. It, I could see Absolutely it possibly it being a really good and fun co-op, you know, adventure game. But, you know, if if their online ever works. Um, but Anthem had potential. You know? Yeah. No Man's Sky had potential. Uh, you know, we've got yeah. we've had several games that had great fundamentals and, and then just failed at execution yeah potential and, does not equal a game yeah exactly you know we we want it to be good we've said it before we want the game to be good you know but it's certainly not worth my 60 bucks no it's not worth wow. the 60 dollar price tag they're asking it's not worth it's definitely not worth the other the other two price tags are asking for the the other editions and uh it comes across as very much a, a game that still needs time to cook. Yeah. Absolutely. And I know a lot of people don't want to hear that, but that's exactly what I feel. Uh, and I, we're not alone listeners. I've looked at a lot of other, a lot of other uh, takes on the beta. And even the one from IGN point out at the pointed out a lot of the stuff that we're pointing out of the fact that this game has potential, but it's, it falls very short of what you expect from a game with the title Avengers in it. Right. So yeah, for something that's uh, such a, such a title, such a triple a title, you know, it should yeah. be held to a higher standard. Yeah. It's, it's got some cringe writing as well. I want to point that out. Yeah. Some of the dialogue <laughs> dialogue, some of the dialogue is just awful, but the story, the, the guts of it, the plot line seems very entertaining and and that's it's kind of a shame to see the avengers get what could be the closest thing to an actual avengers game that we will get for quite some time i think fall this flat in so many other areas and we're aware it's um, a beta but i mean you know there's artifacting issues there's lighting issues when does the game come out i i don't i don't know it comes out next month right I thought it was I slated thought. for that, but I don't. I don't remember what the uh, the official release. Is I'm gonna I'm gonna double check really quick but because at this point you can't consider it a beta if it's that close to release. Oh, it is yeah. you're looking at a demo, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, I get you. Um, yeah, I had chess artifacting in and out. Uh, it's really fucking weird. I've this first time I've seen something pop out <laughs> when I when I. Uh, okay. Get closer. <laughs> just, just so you know, Miles, this game uh, comes out in five days. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah, five days. This game comes out August twenty uh, first. It comes out in five days, listeners. So you are not playing a beta. You are playing a demo. This is a yeah. demo. This is not a beta. They can call it a beta as much as they want. Oh, it's a beta. No, it's not a beta. If this is what you're using as a selling tactic at this point to get people to like your game and get people to get behind it. And to, and to really look forward to it, this is a demo. 
This is what you were planning on showing, or this is what you were planning on getting when it finally releases. We can no longer accept games that are con- that are called betas when a game is getting ready to be out with even a month or even a couple of months. This is going to kind of segue into the next thing. So unless you have anything else to bring up to bring up about the game. No, I already pointed out that it has a bunch of visual issues and yeah, like clipping you know, your head through I, the fucking filing cabinet. Yeah, yeah, grinding my head against the fucking filing cabinet for no reason. Yeah. I will say in you know the plus sides, the uh, 3D assets wonderfully modeled, um, looks yeah. really great. Um, the lighting in general uh, looks really good. Uh, it's just when it interacts with shadows and stuff like that, uh, kind of goes a bit squiffy and you know it like i said it looks and feels better than what it was originally released but i would not have assumed that it is ready for full-scale release had i had i not looked up the listeners had i not looked up the date when it gets released i would have assumed this game was a year out from what it needed to be so think about that i would think it's a year out now really quick this is going to go into our next category Think about Halo Infinite. Think about where that demo was, and it was a demo. It was listed as a demo, even if it was made months ago. They were listening as a demo, and they were showing it off as this is the premier title for the Xbox Series X. And fans went, wow, this does not look good. This doesn't look great. This looks... uh, This looks... (laughs) Yeah, this looks like it was made by the B team so far. Now, if Halo Infinite were to, were to have shown off that demo and said, we are a year out from when this game comes out, we would have all gone, oh, okay, they're still making progress. This looks decent. It's not bad. It's not God of War good looking, but God, you know, and, and keep in mind, God of War, when they first showed off its very first demo, it was two years before the game came out. Yeah. And that demo was fucking phenomenal. And that game looked even better when it came out. So let's, let's put things into perspective here. So... When they shut off Halo Infinite, people went, wow, that doesn't look great. I'm saying that about Avengers and it comes out in five fucking days, five days. That means there's no way they're going to fix anything we've talked about. Right. There's no way anything is going to going to be different than what you're playing now. So this is not a beta. <laughs> this is a demo. The online might work. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah, hopefully that works. Now, look at Halo Infinite. Halo Infinite, Microsoft got all the feedback and actually looked at a lot of people's feedback. And it wouldn't surprise me if Microsoft actually listened to our podcast to hear about our feedback on what we talked about when we when we addressed it on our on our cast. Because Microsoft looks for a wide variety of input on lots of things now. They've, they've kind of learned that they need to listen to their community. And the overwhelming thing that they heard from the community is this game does not look ready this game does not look like it's going to be ready even in three months. That you need to take more time with it and that's okay. Now, this that was a game that's going to be that, that was going to be their premier title for the Xbox Series X. This was the thing that was going to show off what the Xbox Series X could do in the future. But since it wasn't even ready for three, you know, wasn't even ready enough to show off its capabilities on a PC, which is what it was running on, Microsoft went wow, this feedback is not good. We definitely need to let this cook a little longer and we need to wait. So they've moved the release date for the for Halo Infinite a year. Yeah. Now, if I go back and look at that look at that demo and they say they're moving it back to a year and I say, okay, you have time. You have time to work things out. You have time to make this game better than what we're seeing. 
And I'm okay with that. Moving the game out a year and saying, yeah, it's, it's not going to be ready. We're going to, we're going to move it out a year and give it more time. We're going to make sure that we have the time we need to, to develop it. And Microsoft, I'm telling you this right now, that was a great call. And I'm thanking you so much for doing that. And just remember as a gamer, we are more, we would be more excited to play a game that would look visually amazing. Even at 10, even at 1440 P and not 4k, if it meant getting all those things taken care of, pop in shadows, all that stuff. If it looked phenomenal by the time you were done, even at 1440 and you had to do checkerboarding to 4k, totally fine with that. Totally okay with it. I'm absolutely okay with that. You give that, you give that game the, the love and treatment it needs. And as a, and, and if, if you want, give the gamers a decision of, of whether or not, do we want this in 4k, 4k, it means dropping off some of the, some of the other features and, you know, give us the, give us the option of saying, okay, do we want 4k or do we want high performance, high quality? Other games have already done that. Yeah. I mean, uh, taking your time on game development has been rewarding. We've seen that in the past. You know, that's why certain games are able to come out crisp and clean and function properly. And that's much more appreciated than, you know, releasing shit half-assed or straight up lying to us because that shit doesn't go away. (laughs) The reason why there's still fucking memes about No Man's Sky and Anthem and shit like that, it shouldn't have been something different. One that doesn't get nearly as much flack as I think it should is Fortnite, but... (laughs) That one burns a little extra because I actually was an early backer on that. <laughs> they fucking abandoned half their game. Yeah. So, but the thing is with Fortnite is that, you know, the reason why that burns even more is because they started out saying, this is what our game's going to be. Here it is. And would you like to fund us? <laughs> Essentially, would you like, would you like to give us money early? Because this is what we're creating. And you did. You gave them money early. Yep. You bought that package and you bought the package not only for yourself, but you bought the more expensive one that gave a copy to me and Loach. Yeah. <laughs> and then it turned around and within within weeks of it coming out. Yeah. Not even months, but within weeks of it coming out, we started hearing Battle Royale that the uh that the single player was in and, and when I say weeks of it coming out, listeners, it was weeks within it coming out of the uh the early build. Yeah. We were hearing that they were going to basically start abandoning the single player, which was the main reason why we, why we all were playing it. The reason why miles had bought it. Yeah. He wanted a co-op. Yeah. Yeah, He wanted a co-op campaign that he could play with all of us. And based off of what we had known about what they were planning on doing with the campaign at the time, it was going to be something that was actually going to be expansive. They were going to continue to, to build on it and it was going to become kind of a games as a service. But instead within weeks of it coming out, it starts skewing towards free to play. And suddenly the battle Royale comes out and it's entirely free to play. And miles is sitting there going, I paid for this. Yeah. I gave you guys money <laughs> and you abandoned and you campaign. fucking, and you fucking abandoned it. So yeah, that, that hurts even more. Absolutely. <laughs> but I mean, that's, that's my point is, you know, it, when games actually sit there and you know follow through with what they're going to say, what they say, and deliver a product that's polished, yeah. you know it goes phenomenally better. You know you, you hear about it for years. That's why we still use God of War as a benchmark. That's why we still use you know Horizon Zero Dawn as a benchmark because they're fantastic games. They're polished. They work fucking amazingly, except for PC ports. Uh- <laughs> yeah, that that's still heartbreaking to hear. Yeah. Um, 
but, but I, I did mean, hear that Guerrilla Games, I guess, was not in charge of the the PC port of that. So, right. uh, and they are looking at trying to fix that. Right. So that's that's at least some good news from that. But yeah, definitely. But I mean, you know, you take your time, you polish, you make a benchmark game. You know, it's yep. it's worth it. It really is. When when we see things like uh, you know, when we see the Avengers, and it's like hey, it's coming out in five days. Well, fuck, you five days, you guys aren't going to get the game you wanted. Right. You know what they they should do if. if because of how much work that you and I see that this really still kind of needs, if they yeah. want to stick to that schedule, release the game for 20 bucks, right? As an early access. Yeah. And that way you can still play through it and still have your fun with it while they still work on it. Yeah. You know, don't, don't charge people 60 bucks for this game. Yeah. It's it. Yeah. It's absolutely asking way too much money in my opinion, based off of what we're seeing, what we've seen, where it's at. It's asking way too much fucking money. And the other editions is absolutely asinine to hear. But I will say that there, there are going to be plenty of people, listeners, that are going to enjoy this game. There are going to be plenty of people who are going to defend it. The same thing happened with Anthem. Anthem had tons of people who still played the game and are still playing the game. And when I say tons, I I, I mean like a handful. I don't mean all the gamers because <laughs> there's, there's definitely there was list, there, listeners. There was definitely plenty of us that stopped playing. That was pretty evident when we got in and we couldn't get matchmaking. When I see that and I go, okay, well, thankfully Microsoft got the hint with Halo and went, yeah, this still needs time to cook. And while there's tons of people out there going, oh my gosh, there's no reason to buy an Xbox Series X. There's still listeners. I will tell you right now, there's still plenty of reason to buy an Xbox Series X. Let's say you have an Xbox One, not even Xbox One S, definitely not an X, but you have just an Xbox One. You're going to want the Series X. Everything that you play currently that will play on the Series X will play so much better. And you're going to be so much more grateful that you have that system. So there's absolute reason to buy a Series X. On top of that, they're going to actually have some games that are going to be exclusive to only the Series X. Most of them are going to be indie titles, but some of those titles look really cool. Yeah. You're just not going to have Halo. I don't know if it's not a big deal. I don't know if uh, if I'll be getting the the next uh, uh, Xbox relatively right away. I think that one will probably stew for a bit. Um, but you were already on that bandwagon to begin with. You already yeah. said that you know you yeah. were you weren't planning on getting it right away to begin with. We had talked about that months back when when we were all saying like who's going to get what at what time. Yeah, and I had brought up the fact like, well, what if the Xbox uh, Series X isn't uh, backwards compatible uh, with chat? Uh, yeah. Like what with with what happened with the the 360 and the uh, the Xbox One, yeah. but they turned around with within a month of our conversation of us talking about that. I had said that because I had said to the group listeners that I plan on getting a Series X. I plan on getting a Series X pretty much day one, um, or within the first couple of months. Even now, even without Halo, I still plan on doing that. Part of that has to do with the fact that I want the new equipment. The other part is the fact that you know I want to be able to review it, and right. on top of that is I want my games to run. I, I always am always up for when my games can run better. And there are some titles in that Xbox series X uh, category, the indie titles that I'm actually looking forward to playing. So I told the group, you know, I'm planning on getting it. Who else is, who else is going to get it? Listeners. Most of the group is saying, I think everybody except for Anderson said, I'm going to wait. Josiah doesn't even plan on getting it. Josiah plans on sticking to the PC at this point, which we totally understand. Uh, Loach will probably end up getting it. Two, three, two, two to three years down the line. <laughs> that's not, I laugh listeners because that's usually what ends up happening with them. And 
it's not really a crack on him. It's just, you know, we, we always think it's funny because he eventually, you know, sometimes with some games, he ends up getting upset at the fact that he can't play with us. It's because he doesn't have the system. But the nice thing is that the Xbox uh, Series X isn't going to close off its entire ecosystem to the X or from the Xbox One or the PC. They're still going to be able to chat across, you know, cross platform with one another. Yeah. So we'll still have that capability. So that eliminates that concern for us. Whereas, you know, when Miles heard about that, he's like, well, yeah, now I, you know, now I don't have to worry, even worry about getting a Series X right away. And on yeah, top of that, there weren't, there weren't a whole lot of games that you were sitting there going, oh, I have to have that. They exactly. And, and that's, that's where, where it is really is, you know, if they come out, you know, closer to the release and they're like, oh yeah, this, this, and this is only going to be on Xbox Series X. And if it's something I really, really want to fucking play, then yeah, I'll probably get the upgrade. Yeah. Uh, but as it stands right now, there's nothing that hits that category for me at this moment. Yeah. Even, even when Halo, even when Halo Infinite, where like a, a long time ago, you pointed out the fact that even with Halo Infinite, like Halo Infinite wasn't a big enough title for it, or, or since it's non exclusive anymore, technically, yeah. and it was still going to be available on the Xbox One, you said you'll probably just wait for a year before you yeah. get it. Like, okay. Uh, you know, it, it, I, I like, I like Halo. You know, it's, it's, not a favorite of mine, but I still yeah. really enjoy playing it with my friends. And but I'm that weird duck where I I like the I like the ex, the the Halo games that didn't involve Master Chief at all. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so I'm not really all that inclined to pursue, especially since this one seems really uh, disjointed from from where the story was going. Or is um, so there's some confusion there as well but back to my point is there's just nothing that makes me want to get that upgrade uh, right away whereas PlayStation as non-consumer friendly of a move I believe it to be uh, yeah is a- at least it's good there's gonna be spider-man and I'm definitely gonna yeah. want to fucking play spider-man <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah so yeah that one's probably gonna be a pretty much day one upgrade Makes sense. Yeah, the PlayStation. I'm definitely going to be. I'm, you know, I'm definitely going to PS5. I'm looking forward to the next, you know, to the next Spider-Man uh, uh, storyline they're putting out. So, <clears throat> you know, listeners, for those of you who are saying, I, you know, I'm, I don't want to get the Xbox Series X now because Halo is no longer going to be on it. Were you going to buy it right away to begin with, for Halo? Right. Really, for just Halo? Eh, probably not. You probably just wanted the new hardware, right? So if you were planning on getting it, go ahead and get it. If you were planning on, if you were, you were still on the fence on whether or not you were, you were going to get it right away, then you're, you were still on the fence regardless. So it doesn't change. It doesn't really change a whole lot. Not having that one title on there. That's my point. You, You weren't buying the halo. You weren't buying the series X solely for halo. No, because you don't had you didn't have to to begin with. You could buy it. You could buy that title on the PC. You could buy that title on the Xbox One. So, I, I think you're good. I think, now, I think it's okay. <laughs> now, if they come out and say, "Oh well, the uh, the Xbox Series X doesn't shut the fuck down when playing Borderlands 3. maybe maybe I'll get it. Maybe that'll be the test. Maybe that like when I get it, I'll I'll crank that up and see if we can join a game and see if it shuts off my system. If it doesn't, you know. But then again, you know, then again, I had I had the least amount of trouble with that. Yeah. On my you end. You had the least amount of crashes. 
So <laughs> never, you know, you never really know. Other things that have happened. Uh, supposedly the Series S has been officially confirmed because somebody got a hold of a uh, box for the new controllers that are coming out. And if it's real, it wouldn't be unheard of. I mean, we've had plenty of we, there have been plenty of times where new equipment that's going to be hitting the store shelves soon falls off a truck. Yeah. Or somebody that, knows someone and they that get it. box so, looks pretty legitimate. <clears throat> and you know? I will say, even as you know, even though somebody even though even as somebody who could absolutely fake that shit personally. Yeah. That it looks really legit. Listener. <laughs> it definitely looks really legit. So uh, I would not be surprised if that was the case. If that's the case, if that's, you know, that's the box. There is a Series S. There is a Series X. We still don't know the, the specifics of what the Series S is going to be like, but I would imagine the Series S is going to be more about taking advantage of that X Cloud because the X Cloud is, has, has been coming out. It is, uh, I believe it is already available on Android, um, and it lets you play hundreds of titles over streaming, and it works. Unlike Stadia, it works. <laughs> it actually does what it says it will do over the connections that you have. And it doesn't try to tote 4K everywhere. It doesn't try to do this. It tells you that your your capabilities are based off of your speed. And if your speed drops, it will lower the lower the capabilities of the, uh, of the graphics and stuff like that. If your speed increases, it will increase them. It's very adaptive on the fact that it works very similarly or similarly to how uh, dynamic resolution works. So it's based off of varying factors on whether or not your system can handle it. It's very smart. Now, here's the weird thing. What's been happening with uh, the xCloud lately is that Apple has decided to that they that they won't allow the app on their store. A lot of you know, a lot of people have been covering this listeners, but I'll, I'll give you my take as somebody who used to be an Apple fan. I will tell you that flat out right now, Apple, when they tell you that it's because they have to be able to view all the video games and stuff like that and make sure that all the content's okay, uh, they're full of shit. Because <laughs> if that were true, then they would be limiting uh, the apps like Netflix, Hulu, Vudu, you know, the ones that uh, let you have access to hundreds and even thousands of movies and TV shows uh, because they would be making sure that all that content was okay too. But Mike, but Mike, yeah, sorry, but Apple has not done that. Apple hasn't been restricting our access to Hulu and Netflix because Apple didn't have a streaming service prior to that. So now that Apple has a streaming service with Apple plus, can they get, you know, Apple TV plus, can they get rid of, those apps? No, because they have to follow the same guidelines they've always had for those apps, which is they don't really review whether or not those apps have movies that are appropriate for their audiences. And the same goes for xCloud. But the thing is, is Apple conveniently has a streaming gaming service called Apple Arcade. Only this time it's in place before a gaming streaming service is put on Apple's uh, app list. Oh, that's kind of convenient. That's weird. So suddenly this, this streaming app that can stream hundreds of games, a library larger than Apple's arcade and gives you premium quality games, including a lot of AAA titles available on your phone. Suddenly those games aren't, you know, that, that app's not allowed. That's weird. Huh? So you want to hear my take? Apple's full of shit. 
Apple has no, they, they have no intention of making sure that they can approve all the titles that are available on xCloud. That is not a reason at all. Their, their reasoning behind this is that, oh shit, we have our own streaming service. This could kill it. That's literally it. Because you're not making purchases through the xCloud. You're, you're streaming games. You're paying, you're paying a subscription fee to Microsoft. You're not paying it to Apple. So yeah, Apple doesn't like that idea money. either. Yeah. And where's my proof for this? Fortnite. <laughs> so what's been happening with that with Fortnite is Epic decided they were going to pick a fight and Epic knew exactly what they were doing. They immediately <laughs> knew that they were going to be picking a fight because they had a commercial ready in like the second they did it. So Epic decided to sidestep the App Store. They decided to sidestep Apple entirely and make it available to purchase uh, the in-game currency for Fortnite right from them. You could use Apple Pay or you could you could buy it directly from Epic. Now, this sidesteps Apple entirely, which means Apple doesn't get one fucking cent that somebody who own, who who owns the Fortnite app yeah. on their which phone. Which also made it cheaper. <laughs> yeah, and it made it cheaper. Well, why did it make it cheaper? Because fans were having to pay basically a premium to Apple to, to give Apple their cut. So suddenly Apple's not getting any money from this and Epic's getting all of the money. Okay. Now listeners, you and I might be sitting there going, well, that kind of makes sense. I mean, it's Epic's game. You've already paid for the app. Apple got their money. Uh, if you bought the, uh, cause you, I think you can still buy uh, the premium app or the premium game through Apple, uh, through the Apple arcade, I think, uh, or the Apple store. Um, I could be wrong, listeners. So no, I thought they forgive me if I am entirely. You might be right. I could, like I said, I could be wrong. It's been a while, but Apple wants to be able to make sure that they monitor all transactions that happen from an app. Now, how do that? That doesn't make a whole lot of sense on the simple fact that Apple doesn't get any money from Netflix. They don't get any money from Hulu. They don't get any money from any of those other apps that get downloaded on on people's phones because people have those subscriptions outside of Apple's. Uh, ecosystem. So if you can buy that currency on your computer, not using Apple's app, shouldn't you be allowed to use the, or shouldn't you be allowed to buy the same currency through the app, not using Apple? Yeah, yeah, that that makes sense to me. I mean, it makes sense to you. It makes sense to anybody else. When you buy more, more currency through the PlayStation store and the uh, Microsoft store, Epic has a deal with them, essentially a deal with them of they make a certain percentage, but it's very small. It's very marginal on every transaction. So it's enough for Epic to say, yeah, we'll put up with it. It's not a big deal. And on top of that, gamers on those, on those consoles can sidestep that by simply just buying the currency online. Microsoft and Sony aren't kicking Fortnite off for that. <laughs> right. But yet Apple decides, oh, well, we, we aren't making any money from, from the app now. Well, we can't have that. Oh, oh, scoff. Terrible. Harumph. Harumph. So Apple bans Fortnite from the App Store. Now, as far as I know, if you own the app already on your phone, you can still play it. Uh, The option to I think the option to buy any currency is still is not allowed on it. But, uh, you know, that's neither here nor there. You can still go to go on your PC or you can even go through the through the, uh, you know, Safari if you want on your phone and buy it directly from the or from the Epic store. Yeah. So yeah. that's a that's a sidestep in itself. But 
they weren't the only ones that, that got pissed off about this. Apparently, Google got mad at it <laughs> because it <laughs> sidestepped Google as well, because it sidesteps Google Play. And their reasoning behind this, Apple and Google, is that it, you know, they have these things set in place so that gamers can't be, or so that uh, their customers can't be taken advantage of from the apps or from any apps that were trying to, you know, essentially sidestep their review system or anything like that. And I'm like, that's not why you're doing it at all. <laughs> you're so full of shit. Your, your eyes are brown right now. Um, <laughs> the only people that should be taking advantage of our users is us. Is us. That's exactly <laughs> what I hear. Now, people are, some people are using Google as the example. Well, Google it. Why would Google, uh, you know, remove them from their store? Well, because Google is the, you know, they're the primary Android provider for everybody since they own Android the OS and a lot of things are bought through Google play. Most, in fact, a majority of apps are bought through Google play. You don't have to, everybody knows this on an, on an Android. If you find an Android app somewhere, you can put it on your phone, but Google's whole thing is, well, we were allowing purchases through Google play of this currency. And now that you can sidestep it, we aren't going to allow your, your app on our store anymore, our storefront anymore. Well, does, does Google preventing you from having the app on their storefront prevent you from getting Fortnite anywhere else? On Android? Nope. Why? Because it's an Android, and Android doesn't have a closed ecosystem like Apple does. Whereas Apple wants to, everything to be theirs, wants everything to be owned by them. They are the most anti-consumer country company in the world. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I, I laughed my ass off when the, this shit landed them in an antitrust lawsuit. Like, uh yeah. Yeah, it couldn't happen to a nicer company. <laughs> right? Now, listeners, we're not huge fans of Epic. I mean, we think Epic, uh, they, they'll try to take advantage of their customers just like any other company will. But it is very entertaining to see Epic go, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> to, to a company that has consistently said fuck you to everyone else. They're jerks, but watching them be jerks to bigger jerks is, is fucking great. It's <laughs> pretty entertaining. Yeah. So... It, you know, it's it's very funny. And in the fact of everybody talking about how, uh, oh, well, it's it's banned from the app store and, and stuff like this. Uh, it's banned from the apps. It's banned from the app store because Apple didn't wasn't making as much money. It has nothing to do with, you know, has it, like some people immediately went to Tencent because, oh, Tencent owns so much in Epic has nothing to do with that. Nothing literally has nothing to do with it. Has everything to do with the fact that Apple wasn't making as much money as they were and they were pissed off about it and this sidestepped that. So I hats off to Epic for, for picking the fight in the first place and hats off to Epic for immediately knowing what they were getting into and, and heading it off with a commercial that showed a showed Apple. You guys have turned into the exact same thing that you used to quote, used to claim you were fighting against when you started your company. (laughs) <laughs> you guys have you guys are the exact same thing as what you were fighting against there. You know, Apple's big deal, listeners, in case you're you're wondering about this, back in the 80s, Apple's big deal was the fact that they were nothing like IBM and that they were fighting against the man and fighting against that and that they they weren't like Microsoft or anything like that. They did that, they toted that line for years, fucking decades. Yeah. I mean, hell, you can go back in the early 2000s and see commercials of I'm a, you know, I'm a Mac and I'm a PC. That's that's that was that was their whole deal was they were that they were different, that they were the better company, that they were better to their customers and stuff like that, and that they were giving their customers the freedom that they deserved. And it turns out that's not that's not true at all. 
They they, yeah. they turned into the exact same thing they were fighting against by creating closed ecosystems, by being anti-consumer and making sure that you were stuck in whatever they made, that you had to use Apple products with Apple products. That's what they did for years. They were heavily against it. And you say, well, how can you say that you were a fan of Apple? I was a fan of Apple back when I was doing a lot of design yeah. and Apple made the best tools for designers. That's not the truth anymore. That's not exactly true anymore. They, they don't make the best tools for designers all the time. They, they still think they do, but they don't. I mean, the, the, the Mac Pro is a fucking joke when they showed that off. You, can, you could build that computer yourself for a lot less money, and it would run just as well. But they like to have this illusion around their, their users and their big-ass fans, that you know, their, their big super fans that sit there and say, oh, you can't get this kind of quality anywhere else. That's bullshit. <laughs> Complete fucking bullshit. That's hokum. That's why I never went back to iPhone personally. Like I just I had yeah. more freedom with the Android device. Makes uh, sense. Yeah, you know, and I get it. Google is just as guilty of a lot of shit that Apple is. Oh, yeah. But uh Apple is just so goddamn uh hypocritic, you know, it's just fucking great. Uh, cracks well, me the up thing is, with time. Android, there's still more freedom than there was with Apple, and it's still more user-friendly and more oh, yeah. consumer-friendly And the simple fact that uh, since Android is based on an open system, you can you can get you can get and create your own apps for your system right. or for your no, phone I, I was, as you want to. I was referring to the, the company itself, not the, oh, yeah. not the product. But no. since Google's like since Google's <laughs> the largest provider, immediately, I mean, you Google's not not much different. No, but. I still appreciate them over Apple in general. And I'm saying this listeners, I'm working on a fucking MacBook. I record on a MacBook. Yep. Yeah. I think Vargo, I think you still use an iPhone, right? I still have an iPhone listeners. Yeah. I have, I have an iPhone because I am stuck inside that ecosystem. On <laughs> yeah. You the, would have, you would have a pretty my, big transition to get out of it. Yeah. I, like from my, from my music and stuff like that. Like, like I said, listeners, I was uh, a fan of them for a long time, way back. And, don't get me wrong. They were always kind of anti-consumer with a lot of their decisions back, even back then, yeah. but it wasn't nearly as prevalent as it is today. I mean, they, they became so much what they used to, what they used to represent being against that. It's just hysterical. I mean, you look at their products and shit like that, that they come up with and you just sit there and go, how the, why the fuck would anybody Dude, buy these things? This, this is a company that made a phone called the iPhone XS. Excess. Excess. Yeah. <laughs> As in not necessary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it fucking cracked me up. And, you know, it, it really stemmed from like the costs, you know, seeing the new devices just escalate very quickly in price. Oh, yeah. And people lining up blocks and blocks and blocks. And I'm like, no, not for me. No, I'm good. Thanks. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and, it's starting to get that way even with Samsung. I mean, like oh, Samsung's, yeah, their, their phones they're, are coming out at the same fucking price. And you're like, oh, yeah, dude, seriously? Oh, yeah. I mean, like there, you know, there's no way people have money for this, for this kind of crap. No, I, I run. People a, are taking out loans for this S8 shit now. right now. So I'm two generations behind. Right. Yeah. Uh, my but, listeners, my, my iPhone is an, is a 6S. Yeah. That's so, how far back I am. You know, it's, it's nice when. They at least can last that long. It used to be you'd get fucking kill code updates and they would just destroy yeah. your goddamn phone. Just destroy your fucking phone. <laughs> so <laughs> funny how long it took for them to fucking admit to do that. Yeah. Uh, 
Even Apple does that shit. Once every four years, I think, is usually about the time I wind up upgrading. And it's usually just because, like, the battery is failing or yeah. something of that nature where it's getting really slow for some reason. Yeah. And I'm, a, I'm at the point where if I go to, if, if Apple stops uh, making the eight available on uh, refurbs that mm. I will have to go to Android. Yeah. And listeners, in case you're wondering why that is, uh, that's secure. That's for security reasons. Um, if you think that Apple is just as secure as everybody else and you've bought into the bullshit of facial recognition is just as secure as doing your biometrics. Uh, no, it's not. And you should go and read a lot of, a lot more uh, security tech and learn just how easy it is to get around facial rec- recognition software. All right. Yeah. Microsoft or uh, Microsoft did a thing on that. Um, talking about how it's not, it's not really that secure. They don't rec- They didn't even recommend it for their own computers. They didn't even recommend it for, com- for, for cameras that use infrared to actually measure the bumps in your face. So when Apple tells you, oh, yeah, it's just a secure Apple's full of shit. <laughs> there's a reason why they're like, there's actually been a, a serious consideration listeners for iPhone to go back to having biometrics available to it because Android never got rid of it. Samsung still has it. They even have the capability of doing it through the screen. Because there are security companies out there that say, no, we're not going to let, if you have a phone like this, you need to get rid of it. Like I've actually had conversations with friends who work in security and had conversations with, with them about the fact that their companies have literally told them what phones they're allowed to own. That's how major it is. That's how major, uh, that's how big of a problem that is. And when the moment they say anything beyond this number, beyond an eight for an iPhone, you can't own. That's a, that's an issue moving on. Uh, right now, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 or uh, 1 and 2 are available for, for pre-order. I know it's Activision listeners, so it's this is the thing. Like it's made by Activision, but it's from a game series that I've loved for so fucking long and wanted to get wanted to get 1 and 2 back. Yeah. For so long that I'm so tempted to get it. It's infuriating. I get that. <laughs> it, it's it's a nostalgia thing in all reality. Yeah. And I get that. I had my you know, fun with it, but that's one of those game series that I'm okay with leaving in the past. Like I had a lot of fun with and I'll never worry about that, that. but I haven't had a game that, that that was like that in so long that I've wanted to get back to it. And man, it's just, it's infuriating that it's still owned by Activision, that it's still made by them. And I, I'm so hard nosed against buying anything from them that I, I might have to wait. Uh, But if you buy it, listeners, there's a demo available. I think uh, Battletoads comes out soon. Uh, I won't Battle buy Toads. Battletoads. Huh? <laughs> I won't buy Battletoads. That's uh, good because it'll be on Game Pass. So, <laughs> um, well, but, I, uh, I don't even know if I'll download it, man. I, I got to be honest. You, I'm, you I was. You can't play it online, anyways. It's only going to be local p- multiplayer. Well, then so I definitely won't get it. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but that's that's I have another PTSD example of a nostalgia game. <laughs> Like I had so much fun with it, I fucking sucked ass at the uh, the uh, high speed portions, but it was still yeah. fun to play. And uh, I was so disappointed when I was playing it a long time back that I, I actually got past that first high speed section and made it yeah. further into the game than I had ever made before. 
And then there's another high speed section. I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I did it. Oh, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this one's even Come worse. On. Why? <laughs> yeah, uh, I have, I have, I think I genuinely have PTSD from that game <laughs> from when I was a child. It was so infuriating to try and get through anything on that. It was just one of those things. I just, I don't want to play it anymore. I don't want right. to do this. Fuck this. I'm out. Right. Yeah. It's it, if it was available, if they had online co-op, I don't, I don't even know if I'd consider it then. <laughs> yeah, if it's on game pass, I think you would probably give it a, give it a go. Give yeah. It a go. Since it, it doesn't cost you anything extra. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I totally get it. I do. But I mean, I'm just saying that's another nostalgia game. And I'm like, ah, I, I might so play tur- this, but at least this is a reimagining. It's not just a, yeah. a remaster. But one last thing is that Control, they're coming out with an Ultimate Edition, and a lot of people are pissed off at the fact that they've locked the upgrade for next gen behind the Ultimate Edition, and people are you know kind of losing their shit over it. Like, I can't believe they do this. It, it was a good, listeners, it was a good game. It wasn't a great game, and it's not enough to get people so pissed off at the fact that they're not offering the next gen edition, which the next gen edition, let's be honest, the next gen edition is just going to unlock the stuff that's already available on PC. So while I don't agree with the the practice of making of asking people to pay more yeah. for the next gen edition, it's not enough to make you lose your shit. It's no different than what happened with The Last of Us. The Last of Us came out on the PS3 and then eventually came out on the PS4. It was an upgrade. Yeah, for the PS4. I'm, I'm only but, partially way through that game. And in all reality, it's not really a game that really needs uh, a, a, a generation upgrade. In all reality. Yeah. I've seen it on PC. It's not much better, to be honest. I'll, I'll be honest with you, listeners. It's it's just okay. Don't get me wrong. The rate, like If you have ray tracing on it, it looks pretty good. does a lot better. But uh, you have to have a beast of a machine in order to run that. And it's... Other than that, it's just kind of, you know, eh, it's all right. Um, You know, I will say this, asking people to pay more for the generational upgrade, I think that's bullshit. I I absolutely agree with you, listeners. I I think that's bullshit. But it's to me, it's no different than Skyrim coming out on PC and then uh, and having a version on the consoles and then coming out with the remastered version for consoles and asking for money again when the remastered version you got on this generation of consoles is literally just the PC port. It's just the PC version that I already had, which is why the PC version of the remastered was free to anyone who owned the original Skyrim. Why? Because it didn't really add anything. They didn't add that much. Like they didn't really add anything that was considered a remaster to the PC version. So the consoles just got the same version that was already there. Last of us was on the PS3. It came to the PS4. They asked for more money for the PS4 version. If you, even if you owned the PS3 version, you could have owned the PS3 version digitally and they still would have asked more money for the PS4 version and it was just a better version. It was a version as if it, as if it was made on the PC. This is the version you would have gotten. So people are losing their shit over this and I'm like, it's not that serious. This is not the same thing as a game coming out this generation right now at the end of this generation and having the same version available for the next generation and asking $10 more. That's a, that's a big problem. When you're looking at the fact that, well, this game was already made for this version. Why are you asking more from for this version? This game came out a year ago. Controlled it. Yeah. Right. A year ago. Yeah. Pretty I, sure. Uh, yeah. Pretty sure. 
and it was, you know, it is what it is. A, a year later, they're asking for more money for the Ultimate Edition that's going to include the next generation upgrade. Okay. Said, it's not even that graphically intensive of a game. I have to say, listeners, I while I understand, I think it's it's crap that they're doing this, and I don't agree with the practice, it's not that serious. It's not that big of a deal. I, I think that a lot of people are kind of blown it out of proportion, including Young Yeah, and we like Young Yeah. And I think he kind of took this a little too far when he's sitting there going, you know, this is, you know, it, it's it's completely egregious that they do this. Eh, it's not. It's no different than what we've seen in the past. We've seen this done dozens and dozens of times. And as a PC gamer, I've always thought that the practice was shit for consoles. But consoles have been console gamers have been putting up with this kind of practice for years. You just didn't know it. Right. It is what it is. I'm sorry. It sucks. But. Don't feel like you have to buy the new version because your next generation console, I guarantee your next generation console is going to play these games because they're so popular. You know, Microsoft and Sony have both said that they're, they're basically making sure that the list of games that these next generation consoles can play is pretty high because they want to be, they want their fan, their, their, their gamers to enjoy games that are coming out that are even only going to be available for this generation and not available on next generation solely. So they want you to have that kind of backwards compatibility, especially for the Series X. So, uh, you know, PS5 wouldn't be surprised if if this is on that list of games that are backwards compatible on the PS5. Wouldn't be surprised at all. So it's okay. You'll still be able to play the game. You just won't have ray tracing or you just won't have slightly better visuals than what you got. It's not that big a deal. Anyways. So, listeners, thank you for listening to us. We really do appreciate it. Please go on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. Tell your friends about us. It's pretty much the only way we get around. This is Vargo. And Miles. Keep on geeking on. And we're out. I'm a legendary black redneck. You can say what you want. I don't give a care. Still cruising down the road with my flag in the Got some Wranglers too Might have some came Brown on my radio Cruising the good as you Now won't you do me a
jacked up, new lift kit, that's jacked up 7-3, built for tough ties, kicking up Dust from sun up to sundown, I'm bailing that hay Rep that trade life, we working, grind day after day I did not go to college, them loans ain't no factor Your girl hits me up just to ride on my tractor You can say what you want, I don't give a care 